comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Here it goes. This is like a mirror in between you. And then he goes this way. And then let's say you were to point at each other. You're doing the same thing, aren't you? No, you're not angry at him. No, you're just pointing okay. at him. Right. Hey, you. I know you. I know you. Episode 370. Rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Tonight's episode... Tori Spelling's Cheating Scandal Experience. Johnny M is kind of boring. He never has anything exciting to say. Well, he just texted me. What? Um, Johnny I, M from the Long Box of Doom. Yeah, I told him I was going to call him. Uh, I'm going to put him on. I'm going to call him and put him on speaker. Okay. Because he just told me something pretty cool. Okay. Did he have a cheating scandal also? <laughs> no. To- why, Bill, why is Tori Spelling even relevant anymore? I mean, she, what, the last show she did was 90210. She must have done something okay. else since then, now, right? I haven't looked this up on Snopes, but uh, she apparently did this. By the, does my mic sound okay? It sounds good me? to me. Okay. Um, Tori Spelling faked a cheating scandal to land a new reality show. So. Oh. Okay. Yes. Her What's news? up, man? Hey, um, we are actually recording a show right now. Johnny M, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Now, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. So, uh, Brad. Brad hasn't told us uh, there's something up. Apparently, no, it's not. It's just neat. It's neat. Okay. And I want more Uh-oh. information. Can you hear me, John? Can you hear all of us? Wait, wait. What's what's your guess? Yes, it's a little rough. Oh, I can definitely hear Brad, and I hear other things. Okay. Well, we're we're on. I just put you on speaker, and I'm holding you up to my microphone. What is uh? Oh, high what, tech. Yeah. What's uh? What's your guess? What's your I, guess? I bet it's an interview. He got a a good. He landed a good interview for uh for a guest on Longbox. That's what I'm guessing. Okay. Okay. And what about you, Bill? I think he was uh, abducted by aliens and uh, possibly um, uh, finally blossomed as an adult. It's neither of those. <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't know we were going funny. Yeah. So. When are we not, Frank? What is? What did you? Johnny just sent me. A text. Right, can, I, can I tell this? Yeah, please do. I'm walking my dog, and I'm listening to the latest uh, posted episode of Half Hour Yes. As Brad is saying, you know what comedian I love? I start texting because I know who it's going to be, <laughs> and I happen to know her personally. Uh, you know, wow. sort of. Wow. Uh Amy Schumer, yeah, she's from Long Island. Oh, my God. How do you know her? Her mom works with my wife. Wow. So we have been to her stand-up shows, like, years ago when she was just starting out and stuff. 
and uh, it's very awkward to sit with her mom and listen to the jokes that she tells. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, there's a joke. There's a joke she has where she calls her mom the most horrible word ever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. And, oh, I know the word. Yeah, and then she, and then at the end she goes, "Of course she's not that." But just to hear her actually call her mom that is like, wow! And to know that you're telling me that I, her mom's in the audience when she hears that joke. Yeah, well, I mean, she used to, when she is local, her mom still works here on Long Island, so she's not like traveling the country with her. Certainly, you know, she's in a she's got a starring role in a Paul Rudd movie that'll be out next year. Oh, that's very cool. Excellent. Yeah, it's her it's her first vehicle, like her first major role. That's cool. You know, I've been um, I am I am ready to say I'm ready I, I don't want to say it, but I'm ready to say I might be able to get her on half hour wasted. Oh whoa, whoa, I, I whoa, whoa, whoa. I know she can't keep it clean. John, <laughs> so, yeah, John I'm we not could, sure we could, how that would we could work. beep that. John, if you could do that, we would be for I would forever be in your debt. Oh my gosh! Now, now, John, I, I, know I that you know she what? is she is in California shooting the Paul Rudd yeah. movie right now, but maybe one day that would uh, that opportunity would arise. No, I, I know how we we can easily get around this. Okay, okay, well, this is going to be one episode out of four thousand that we've done now. This is going to be one episode that at the very start of it's going to be tonight on a very special episode of Half Hour Wasted. Yeah, and then you like. Then you throw in the uh, the parents uh, strongly cautioned well, know, kind of thing. Y- you know say, what? hey, everybody, I- this is this for one week, bros, <laughs> La- ladies and ladies and dudes. Well, I had um, I have heard two interviews with her on public radio, national public radio. She's she's kind of blowing up right now because of this movie and her right. show. And she was totally funny while keeping it uh, keeping it clean, semi clean. Right yeah, it was like she lady, could do it, like Lady Cosby. <laughs> yeah, she could you totally. Gotta, do I got to tell you guys something. Definitely find her on Twitter. Oh, I follow her on Twitter, yeah. Excellent, I need to. She's pretty active on Twitter, and she says some pretty funny stuff. And, uh, you know, she'll post pics every once in a while. And Does she? She really is funny. I mean, I don't really like many comedians either, just by chance, I guess. But it turns out she's, uh, we've been following her, you know, so. She absolutely kills me, normal, John. But she kills me. I just but remember. She's funny. She was a. Uh, she seemed she to be the tweeted, rising star on. To add this if you need to. Uh, she she tweeted on Black Friday. Uh, I thought <laughs> Black Friday meant something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, "I'm going to go back to celebrating it my way." Okay. <laughs> go back to what? Celebrating it. Her oh, way. okay. <laughs> I um I have started watching the first season of her show Inside Amy Schumer. Yeah. And uh, it makes me giggle. It's funny, man. It's pretty good. It's like still it. a little rough. I'm only about four episodes issues, four episodes in, but she's got a lot of home okay. runs in there. A couple of the is, skits are a little like, uh, is it? Yeah. But. Is it funny enough that you laugh by yourself when you're watching it by yourself? Have we talked about this? Am yes. I the only? No, this is a a conversation we've had a few times. Okay, on the air. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Hey, John. I, I just it's hard to laugh when you're by yeah. yourself. It's sad. Does she know? Ironic. Does she know you by name? Like, if I tweeted, "Hey, do you?" No, I don't. I don't think so. Like, it's been a couple of, "Hey, let's meet her after the show." This is John and his wife, and we work together. Oh, hi, how you doing? That sort of thing. One time, uh, her mother told her where we were sitting, and she was trying to pick us out of the crowd so she can rag on us. Yeah. <laughs> 
and there was like a stage light in like a perfect spot so that the glare, like she couldn't find us, she couldn't make uh, us out, and then obviously she couldn't like focus on trying to find me and my wife. But right. so we caught a break because that would have been something. That would have been awesome. I don't. I think you got screwed. You didn't catch a break. You got screwed. <laughs> oh man! To be reamed by a professional comedian, I, I think, know. would be one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> yeah. I well, if you could swing that in the future, let us know because that would be awesome. But we won't hold you to it. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try for the network. Yeah, that would be yes. that would be great. All right, awesome. Uh You guys have fun. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye, Johnny. Later. Bye. I love you. You know, uh, speaking he's of... He's gone already, isn't he? Uh, speaking he of, sent me a text while we were... That's funny. While we were talking just now, and he says, <laughs> he says, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was listening to the last Legion of Dudes. I guess it was the last one. And, Bill, were you aware of a Dune movie that was being produced in the 1970s that never got produced? Yes. Yeah. You're speaking of Jodorowsky's Dune. Was yes. that his? Yeah, okay. So, um... Uh, that was actually I, one of the things I've had in my mind for a while now. Jim Dietz and, do you know that it's, brought it up. It's airing right now. I'm, I was going to talk about it uh, this week, but... The documentary? I realized that the documentary... Uh-huh. It, it, the, you're only... The only thing you're ever going to see is a documentary. You know, it, it's there, the greatest movie there, that never got made. That's there, what it is. There is some concept artwork. Yes, which um, Jim Dietz had mentioned. Yeah, by about it, and I actually um, remember seeing that as a kid. That artwork because it was so weird and so crazy, and uh, I didn't know what Dune was. I didn't know it was a sci-fi movie. I oh, just remember Frank, thinking so it was just like, like crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. What's this? It's a. It's a. It's a big fat lady, and she's <laughs> holding a gun, but she's actually a castle. Wow, that's weird. Um, I uh, I can't wait to see this. Uh, it is actually showing right now. Uh, it was uh, sent out to art art houses across the uh, country uh, back in March. Uh, it was on the coast on March fourteenth, I believe, and uh, it is now at uh, both Angelicas, which cool. are which are the art house theaters here in uh, the Dallas. Metro are you going to go? Um, the, uh, the one up here next to us, mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, Le- shops at legacy, it's got 10 o'clock showing and it's got like 10 AM and three fifteen PM showings at the, uh, the one down at mockingbird. So you should go Fine- you finagle should- 10 PM showing. Uh, yes, because I can't stand the fact that, uh, that I haven't seen that yet. I, now I've been, uh, I've been looking forward to that, uh, for a while. I'm just, I'm dumb and distracted enough. I didn't realize it's already out. There was a, there is a YouTube. I, I guess it might have been produced in the seventies. A ten minute documentary about the f- not making of the movie, right? And um, that's where I got like a lot of my information. And they talked about it, and it's it's kind of it's pretty interesting. They showed some of the artwork in it, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that, and. My guess, my guess is that um, a magazine probably republished it after the popularity of Star Wars. Okay, and and that's kind of where I saw it. That feels kind of right to me. So, um, you know, because it's sci-fi-ish, and as a kid, you're like, oh wow, sci-fi, I like that. Yeah. This, um, if anybody already knows about this, uh, you can go make a sandwich or something. But uh, for those of you who don't, uh, Sandwich bread. This guy was uh, a, yes, South, you have, a South American. A, he was a Chilean director. You have regular mustard. I do have regular mustard. Sorry, I have French's. Um, even though I'm proud to be an American, I still got French's mustard. Isn't that weird? 
It just gives up. Yeah. It gives up before you're done. <laughs> gives I up before you're done. I'm That's sorry, why it Bill. makes that. Yeah, sound. I'm sorry, Bill. Yeah, it only covers three. So he's of South dog. American. Um, <laughs> That's funny. That's funny stuff right there. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Um, so uh, he had Orson Welles, Mick Jagger, David Carradine, people like that in this movie. Um, he had the uh, contributions. Uh, I'm I don't remember whether he was an actor or uh, an artist, but the uh, Salvador Dali. Had was, a role in this. Yeah. Um, he had the, uh, a lot of the concept art was provided by uh, uh, Jean Girard and H.R. Uh, Geiger, mm-hmm. who uh, we're all familiar with thanks to his uh, work <clears throat> designing uh, Alien. And, you know, that entire Alien world. So this movie could have had such an amazing look. And I, honestly, I think that, uh, um, you know, clearly David Lynch probably got his eyes on whatever was whatever was shot, you know, whatever could have been seen of his movie, you know, um, you know, whether it was production stills, uh, you know, concept artwork, uh, you know, Lynch clearly knew about it because, um, you know, Lynch had never done anything that big in scope before and really never uh, anything since. I mean, you know, he does kind of more intimate pieces, but you know, uh, you know, Dune was just so, you know, is one of the more epic stories ever told, you, you know, go, going back to the time frame that this might have been produced in. Yeah. I mean, I, mid-70s. I could, um, technology wasn't there. I mean, I know Star Wars was a big leap, but that seems like the type of movie that may benefit from being animated in the 70s is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, by today's standards, I'm sure they could do a lot more in it and actually reach that vision. But just some of the big ideas they and some of the artwork that they showed on it, I, I I think I think you might have been disappointed <laughs> if if it had been made, especially you know prior to to, to after Star Wars, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, even um, stuff like uh, my I would my thoughts would turn to you know what about the the lead of, of something like uh, you know like Bakshi's Lord of the Rings even mm-hmm. shows you how you can do a very different forms of animation you know, in one single medium mm-hmm. and you can make it really work and you can really, you know, make it almost not, you know, it's not going to be seamless, but you no, can make no. it a very, a very valid way of telling a story. Right. Um, like, uh, the, but, the Lord but of it the came Rings. out, the problem was that it came out in 78. So even it was after Jodorowsky's Dune, it, it makes you wonder how much ground would have been broken. I mean, you, you basically had forbidden planet and 2001 to look to as your, you know, is your your pillars of what can be done, you know, mm-hmm. with today's technology kind of thing. And I, and I would like to stress. I always love stressing this. the uh, The year before Star Wars came out, mm-hmm. the Academy Award for Best Special Effects was Logan's Run. Really? And uh, you look at that movie today, and it is laugh, laughably bad. Just the yeah. costumes, the special effects, the miniatures, and oh yeah, know, the, it, the, it, the domes blowing up at the end. Right, it's like. Um, that clearly is a uh, chef's hat. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, sitting what, on a field of AstroTurf. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, so sometimes I think it's I it, the, the movie in your head will always be better than that movie that was made in 1974. That's right. Kids five. read books. <laughs> well, I, I I just think that he had such a, a different sensibility. I don't think this would not have been a guy trying to make a movie, you know, uh, you know, he would not have made Buck Rogers in the 25th century. He would not have made, you know, the 70s Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. You know, he he wouldn't have, 
you know, he wouldn't have done something just as good as he could do. I, I think that, you know, I think that we could all see that, you know, those special effects of that era, again, you know, what did they do differently in 2001 that they didn't do in the really cheesy sci-fi? I mean, you know, visually, because that movie, that movie holds up visually today. And I'm not talking about like the, the weird sequence at the end with, you know, you know, going through, you know, the, the 15 minute sequence where he's flying mm-hmm. through space or whatever that is. I mean, I'm talking about just the way the miniatures moved, you know, past the camera. And, mm-hmm. and of course, um, one of the, one of the big things was, and I have to go back and look at 2001, but Kubrick was always known for leaving his cameras still. One of his big things was, you know, composition, almost like a photograph. So Kubrick would, I mean, it was, it was almost still photography where Kubrick plants his camera and then things happen through it. You know, he, you know, JJ Abrams and Kubrick, you know, stylistically could not be more opposite. You know, as Abrams is using steady cams and jibs and, and multiple cameras <laughs> and cameras Joel literally Schumacher flying around. Joel you know. Schumacher for that point, too. Because yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Michael You should Bay, make that comparison. A, yeah. Joel Schumacher versus Kubrick. Who okay. would win in no that doubt. fight? <laughs> okay, Michael Bay versus there you uh, go. Stanley Kubrick. Death match. You know, I got to. Okay, I have to admit right here, everybody. 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 Audience. Audience. Are you sitting down? Are you sitting? Okay, if you're jogging. I want you to stop and find a curb just to sit on. Just for, okay, everybody's sitting down. Oh. All right, I would have to vote for Michael Bay in that uh, in that death match battle. Do you <laughs> want to know why? Because Michael Bay is freaking awesome. That's why. Well, it, it's more because Michael Bay and I share a birthday. Oh wow, it's a true story. He's awesome. Yeah. You know, you, you were talking you know, about you were talking about sitting on a curb okay. just a moment ago yesterday. There's a there's like a nature trail close to where I live, and I went yeah. walking and. Um, I saw this young lady kind of coming around the corner. Okay. And uh, she was like... Was she coming around the mountain? She was coming around the corner, and she looked... Um, okay. She like, a little red, she have a red, red riding hood? Does she no, have a little basket of goodies for grandma? You know, she, she had on her cute little shorts and okay. her cute little top yeah. and a cute little ponytail. And uh, Ponytails you know, I, are cute, by the way, ladies. Ponytails are awesome. <laughs> I made eye contact with her, ponytail. and I was like, wow, are you, that's a cute girl. Look at her. And smile at her, she smiles back, and then I take a couple more steps, and then I see her knees are just flooded with blood. She's just got blood on her knees going down to her calves. And I go, what happened? And she goes, I fell down like a block away. I was like, are you okay? He goes, it's a lot worse than it looks, but it's fine. But that was oh, a little no. horrifying. Just oh no! Seeing all that dried blood on her. You're on like, her asking, did you just escape from Buffalo <laughs> Bill? Yeah. It's like, do yeah. I need to get you medical attention? Well, you know, and that and that tell explains, you what, let me come back to my house and I will take was... care of you for <laughs> the three to seven weeks that it might take. She was. Uh, that explains the little kind of limp in her giddy up. You know oh, the way no. she was because she did have kind of a funny walk, and I was it, just that kind of. Like, oh, wonder why she it's no good to have a hitch in your giddy up. Yeah. But yeah, just poor bloody knees. Oh. That me. Oh, I'm back on Facebook, guys. Are you? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh is is it uh Post Lent. Okay. Oh, that's right. I thought you'd converted to Judaism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, actually I went I actually the whole time I was on Friendster. Man. Good. Good. Is it holding Friendster? up? Friendster. What's Friendster? <laughs> is it holding up? Is that like oh, Facebook? Oh, come on. Friendster, Friendster was pre-MySpace. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Friendster was the first MySpace, which was the first Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> what you rem- oh, hey, y'all remember MySpace? Hey! I can't wait for the next big thing, the next big social media platform. Can you? 
Uh, you, I'm I'm all a Twitter for you, it. You know how uh, what? No sound effect for that. <laughs> no, I. Do you know how hard I worked to get to that punchline? Hopefully not. How too long hard. I worked? <laughs> I I have lost sleep for weeks now coming up with the perfect way to deliver that line, and uh, you know I thought I nailed it. I'll just I'll be I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Well, let, let I me was happy with my performance. I'll say that. Let me ask you guys: What did I miss on Facebook? Um, nothing. <laughs> the uh, the ads are highly targeted now. Uh, you'll be happy to hear that. Um, and uh, apparently, and apparently, Tory Spelling has a cheating scandal. Um, Brian Nixon wrote something. It was kind of funny. I think it was Brian Nixon. I'm going to okay. see if I can find listener Brian Nixon. Hey, see, I don't even have the app on my. A mobile telephone anymore. I have that to go to good the for you, Bill, sir. I do have it of, on mine. At the risk of getting dragged into a You'll very s- long conversation oh, about something, I, I like where you're going, Brad. Did you hear about the Farscape news? Yeah, I did. <sighs> yes, yes. So I'm, they're I'm gonna, glad you. Uh, they're going to brought it up. They're so going to make an actual too. movie about it. I mean, it's gonna be—they're gonna be a movie version of Farscape. Now, is it gonna right. continue the story or basically start the story over? Um, you are asking someone that uh, heard about that uh, yesterday and has not uh, fully explored the news yet. I'm kind of—I'm kind of with with Bill. I kind of heard the the news a couple, maybe yesterday or the day before. Uh, I'm I'm excited. It's in development. I yes. I I thought it was. Um, I enjoy that universe. That, that was a that was a fun series. You never watched it, Brad? Nope. No. Do I? Can I talk about Farscape now? No. Um, <laughs> Just wondered if you'd heard about it. He that's says it? that's um, all the contribution you wanted for me on this. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the perfect person to opine on this. For well, how much longer do we have? Rock Neil Bannon, the creator of Warehouse 13, Defiance, yeah. and Revolution, co-creators, who is also a Farscape creator and showrunner, has confirmed a Farscape movie is happening he says yeah it's the worst kept secret we're far from production but yeah the first step is justin monjo working on a script for us we'll keep our fingers crossed oh this is oh, so they're years away i mean they're at least three years away right maybe um the the amazing thing is that the last episode of farscape aired on march 21st 2003 it's been 11 stinking years since that show was on now they did uh um after they so so wronged Farscape by yanking the fifth season out from under it, literally out from under it. At the end of the third season, Bonnie Hammer said, hey, guess what, guys? We're giving you two more seasons because we love you. And so they they did the fourth season, and then they said, oh, the fifth, by the, the fifth season? That we were kidding about that. And so they took the uh, fifth season away. Uh, they did give them a four-hour uh, sci-fi original movie called Farscape The Peacekeeper Wars, which has a slightly different tone to it because it's directed by Brian Henson. Um, but it is still very Farscape and very worthwhile. And it's, it was kind of, it wasn't really an attempt to wrap everything up, to wrap up, you know, whatever dangling threads they might have had from, you know, the, the cliffhanger at the end of the fourth season. Because the cliffhanger at the end of season four, uh, before we realized um, uh, that they were going to get a movie, it was, it was one of the biggest uh, cliffhangers you could imagine. Um, uh, spoiler alert! I guess I can spoiler alert it because it's it's kind of a it's an epilogue at the end of the last episode of the fourth season. So it's like we finished up the story and now we're going to start the story for season five. And something bad happens immediately. And uh, John and Aaron, the 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 Kirk and Spock uh, of Farscape, 
they basically get reduced to ashes, literally, and then it ends. And it's like, whoa, you didn't do that. And that's the way the series ends. So, again, you, that, you do get a resolution to the, to the building storylines that happen. But as they embark on the next thing, they give you that crazy you know, cliffhanger. And then they do pick it up and explain it you know, sci-fi logically you know, in, the, in the Peacekeeper Wars. The, um, I remember watching that last episode live. And uh, there was a lot of people upset that the show was going off the air and stuff. Yeah. And a collective of people had collected money, enough money to buy airtime on sci-fi. Oh, wow, I don't remember that. That uh, was just a graphic and a voiceover that said, please save Farscape. And I guess, yeah, I guess there were websites back then, and it was just like, go to this website, back when they said www. <laughs> go to www.savesfarscape.com to sign a petition and get the producers to continue making this wonderful show. And... um yeah, I remember that, and I remember going to the website and uh, and reading. It's like, oh, that that's kind of cool. I mean, they they just love the show so much. And Brad, I can uh, I know Bill can, and I can recommend it too if you're ever looking for something to just kind of give a shot. Um, you know, it's a different type of of sci fi show. You have to be a little forgiving on some of the uh, Muppets, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I saw but, a couple of those. It, and I was like, yeah, but, okay, um, but it's fun, Brad. It's you know, if Spock can have pointy ears, if Yoda can be a puppet. You know, well, and arc wise, I think it's um, uh, fairly comparable to Babylon Five. You need to give it the entire first season, okay, and then at the start of the second season, uh, the storytelling starts becoming uh, more epic in scope, and um, it builds momentum, in my opinion, all the way to the last episode of the series. I mean, it spends three seasons just building up. Speed. But at the end of the series, there's a cliffhanger, and it, it makes you. Like the story's not done? No, that's why that's why I was telling Frank is that they complete okay, they okay. complete the grand storyline and so you get resolution at the end okay. of the at, at the end of the last episode, but then but then they again, it's almost like the way heroes did it. You know, they, they start the next episode, you know, they end the episode and start the next episode and then immediately leave you with a cliffhanger relating only to this new adventure. So so imagine imagine if Empire Strikes Back Ended and you never got Return of the Jedi. That's kind of the ending that they gave you originally. It's just like yeah. what kind of yeah. what what just happened? Well, I don't want to watch it if well, it's going to end like that. But then Bill says, no, dude. but then they eventually do give it to you. You have to wait for. That I asked movie. earlier the end of the series. Yes, is there a cliffhanger? Yes, and we answered that like fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> How is it possible if that's the end of the series? I zoned out a dude, long time ago. Yeah, you did. You did. Uh, I also answered that. Uh, Sci-fi did a four-hour, uh, four-hour movie in two parts. Okay, then that's called the Peacekeeper Wars, where they answered okay, those questions wonderful. and had a new adventure, and then they wrapped it up that way. Okay, um, I am amazed by this uh, even more than I'm amazed that there's going to be a Veronica Mars movie because there again, it is a Veronica Mars movie. I know itself. that. Yes, I know that. That's that's why I went. That there. was a um, Kickstarter crowdfunder. Thing. Oh yeah, I, I need to read the story. Um, uh, there was a story out there. Well, it's still out there that uh, there are a lot of uh, people that uh, gave money to the Veronica Mars movie, um, the Kickstarter fund, who became incredibly angry about something I've forgotten what and have demanded their money back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably how the story went. Uh, it was it was something like that. Um, it's like I thought you were gonna do a good movie. Instead, you gave me this. Um, but the uh, 
I have you know, it. On, and you can get it on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for like three bucks. Well, it's on it's on Netflix. Okay, Farscape yeah. right now. Oh uh, no, no, they, I thought we were talking about Veronica Mars. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh no, um, uh, Netscape. Excuse me, Farscape is on Netflix. So you guys can go out and do that. I don't know if the Peacekeeper Wars is on Netflix. Um, so you may have to research that, or you know, buy it off iTunes or whatever. Dang it, my um, allergy eyes. I Look will, at my eyes. I will never. It's this house, man. Um, there are uh, a lot of animals in this house, yeah. and of course, I, you know, I, I, I live in squalor, <laughs> so that has something to do with it. Yes. Yeah, but for squalor, it's really nice. I you mean, know, it's uh, for it, it's it's squalor with a touch of home. <laughs> That's what I like to say. Um, it's kind of a uh, it's contemporary squalor. luxury. Yes. So, what did you, uh, uh, Brad? You're a big. You've been known to go to the moving pictures. What movie have you seen lately? You seen any good movies? I'm trying to think of what I saw last. I took the well, kids to Captain go. Captain America was the last one I saw. Yeah, mine too. I uh, kind of, I kind of, just, I took a deep breath and kind of gritted my teeth and kind of went, Ugh, and I went ahead and uh, bought three tickets and took the uh, kids to go see RoboCop uh, last Saturday night. Oh, that was before. Oh, yeah? We we went straight from uh, from RoboCop to uh, to the grocery store to get uh, eggs and uh, was Easter it bad? coloring stuff. You know, um, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't hot on a mission to talk about this on the podcast because my um, my review of that movie was it was okay. What about Michael? And Keaton? I give it was like it? I give it me. I mean, we're talking like two and a half reverse flashes out of five. Okay, yeah, you know, it's it's about as it's about as C solid C as you can get. It was it was adequate. Um, now, I would, the, the, now, would you say it's it's well? Obviously, it's if well. I was going to say, was it any better than the original? But if you're giving oh, it no, an no, 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 rating, no, no, then... no, 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 that's the thing. I now for someone who'd never seen the original, like my kids, and probably like a lot of kids these days, um, you go into this movie, you don't have the original movie to uh, to to counter uh, to counter it with, mm-hmm. and you might have a higher opinion of the movie. But it seemed like such a pale. Imitation. I, I refused. Not refused. Uh, I have not seen and don't have any any plans to see uh, the remake of. Uh, oh dang it! What's the the Schwarzenegger movie on Mars? Total Recall. Yeah. I just. I this seemed to me to be just a Total Recall redo. We're gonna we're gonna remake uh, a semi classic old science fiction movie for. Uh, Almost no good reason whatsoever. I, I tell me where was the fan support? We have got to have a reboot, you know, of RoboCop. We have got to, you have got to do a remake of Total Recall. Finally, with Did, special effects that are good enough. Well, didn't like, didn't uh, you know Johnny M was such a big RoboCop fan? I could see him secretly having a website remake RoboCop. Yes, yes. Well, and you know, it it, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't awful. It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't any of these. It's that terrible gray area where you forget the movie yeah. the second you walk out the theater. It wasn't one of those movies that that I would actually turn thumbs down to. Other than to say that there's nothing special about it. I don't know why you'd want to. You know, if you've got if your time is precious, don't blow it on this. You know, it's like. Go see American Hustle or Captain America: The Winter Soldier. You know, go go see something. Go see something. You know, above average. If if your time is precious. Now, if you're if you're young and if you're a college kid, uh, you know, if you're uh, uh, woefully underemployed, 
Uh, if you got a lot of time on your hands, then sure. You know what? What's it gonna? What's it gonna hurt? You know, it's it's, uh, it's uh, two hours out of your life that you'll never you get back. But, but, you know, whatever. You've seen. <laughs> if you've you need seen a place to get out, of, okay. If you need to get out of the sun for a couple yeah. hours and you got a buck, yeah. Okay. If you ever watched, if you <laughs> it is you need hot. to take a nap yeah. in air conditioning. <laughs> yes, yes. That that's a good place to do it. Um, Bus station's full. I got a hey dollar theater. Yeah. RoboCop. If, yeah, why not? If you've ever paid to see an Adam Sandler movie mm-hmm. after Happy Gilmore, mm-hmm. then you've seen worse movies, <laughs> and you have no excuse for not going and seeing RoboCop. <laughs> um, but you know, again, if your time is precious, you know, if you got to, it's like, geez, you know, I, you know, I got the kids and the wife, and we're we got to get a, a babysitter, and and you know, it's going to cost us forty bucks for the babysitter, and <laughs> you know. $25 with movie tickets and another, you know, $20 with the popcorn and hot dogs. And it's going to work out to be like a, you know, and then we're going to have a beer before the movie or whatever. That's going to be a hundred dollar night for you. It ain't worth that. Okay. You There's know, a lot of things that are worth that. This is not one of them. You know, speaking of, of babysitters and taking a night out and going to the movie, uh, uh, Amy, the girl who is, uh, who's kind of a member of the, uh, Unofficial member of the show. I don't know if you'd call her that, but um, she recently, her and her husband recently had a baby, and she has gone to the movie, I think, once with her oh, husband. I, I get that. And uh, just so they can get a break. And we, I remember we asked her about the movie. I can't even remember what movie it was now, but whatever it was, she didn't remember anything about it. <laughs> like, I think she just kind of, they both went into theater and just kind of zoned out a little bit. American Hustle. Awesome. It was American Hustle. Oh, she was geez. just like, I can't tell you what happened in that movie. Oh, that poor thing. I just kind of zoned out. I spent the first half of that movie, uh, American Hustle, just amazed. It, it was, I'm sitting there watching the first half of American Hustle thinking, this may be one of the greater American movies ever made. I mean, this thing, it was stunning in every way. Um, and then I found the second half to be uh, not quite boring and pedantic, <laughs> Lois. But uh, it, I don't think the second half uh, lived up to the promise delivered by the first half. You know, um, uh, Louis, but, what's his but name? A C. great C. movie, by the way. Um, what's the comedian's Louis name? Louis C.K.? Louis C.K., thank yeah. you. So I recently heard a bit, and I saw this on YouTube, about how he was being interviewed on a radio show. And he was talking about how um, that show by Lipton. Um, James Lipton? James yes, Lipton. Uh, the actor Studio. Actor Studio, yeah. He goes. He was talking about how the people in those aud- in that audience that asked those very big questions to those actors, those guys, they're never going to amount to anything. They're you know they're the, the best the best chance that they have is is to maybe be in a community theater somewhere. They're never going to achieve anything. Cut to a scene of an early episode of that, and who is asking a question as a student there? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Really? Yeah. Who? Was also nice. in American, American Hustle, Hustle. Yeah, and they had scene together. And, yeah, and in the scene, Bradley Cooper was like basically poking fun or tormenting. Yes, Louis C.K.'s character. <laughs> nice. So that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And and Louis C.K. <laughs> he's just going on. And he's talking about those students are never going to be anything. If you're in that show and you're asking these highfalutin questions, you're never going to be an actor. You're wasting your time. You're wasting everybody's time. That's nice. Yeah. It's it's a funny, I guess that's irony, a funny ironic moment. Yeah. I guess uh my biggest since we're since we're on the subject and you know, hey, we've like got time to kill. Um 
what I didn't like about RoboCop was they really did, you know, Paul Verhoeven did the first one. The great Peter Weller, you know, was the first RoboCop. Oh, whoa. Yes, I said Hold the on. great Peter Weller. Yes. The great. Hey, all right, hey, back, anybody, that up. back any, up that statement. Look, anybody who starred in Screamers gets the Still, nod from me. Nope, sorry. He's no, he's no Neeson's, but he good. I, you know what? How about... How about the average Peter Weller? No. I'll go for that. Or no. the okay Peter Weller. Peter Weller was a naked lunch, okay? Peter Weller was the bad guy in Star Trek Into Darkness. Don't don't come down on, you know, you respect Peter Weller, sir. You know, in all honesty, how much of Peter Weller did you see in the original RoboCop? Uh, like full face, probably what? No, he, a minute, any. maybe, yeah. and then the rest of it, yeah. he's got on this yeah. mask and he's stiff. I'm well, telling you, I, I, almost any competent your actor. Your move, creep. Yeah, any competent actor could have pulled that off. I call foul on the great Peter Weller. No, you don't. I, I do. And I stand on it. Shoot, I meant to <laughs> screw that up. I didn't mean to. Uh, that's I was cool. going to try to do a... I was going to... Your move, creep. <laughs> your move, creep. Your move, creep. Is, it, is that something? Does that sound like RoboCop? I don't know. Does it? Am I affected? No. no. Well, how come you get affected Your and I move, don't? Your move, creep. Okay, now do me. Your move, creep. Right, me, right. Your move, creep. That was pretty good. good. Yeah. That was oh, pretty you good. Do Bill, do you? Hang on, Bill. Hang on. Hang on, Bill. We gotta get it. All right. Go for it, Bill. Peter Weller was in the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Defense rests. I love so, the yeah. I love the sequel to so, Buckaroo yeah. Banzai too. But oh, wait a second! Oh, no, you promised are, a, a sequel, a, but we know oh. here's one of my person. favorite scenes from Happy Gilmore. Because I always like this with the uh, TV cameras and the, and the people and stuff. Oh yeah, a lot of pressure. You got to rise above it. Mm -hmm. You got to harness in the good energy, block out the bad. Harness, energy, block, bad. Feel the flow happy. Feel it. It's circular. It's like a carousel. You pay the quarter, you get on the horse. It goes up and down and around. Circular, circle, with the music, the flow. All good things. Yeah, all right. Well, great. Thanks a lot. Nice to meet you, man. Psycho. <laughs> Kevin Nealon, the great Kevin Nealon was that. Oh! Okay, Peter Weller was an Odyssey 5, okay? He was Chuck Taggart. So wow, you are still, not helping your argument. Are you still trying to? You still all. trying to make your argument? Because I don't I need I'm, to. You're making I'm it for me, argument. buddy. Well, I'm not, everything you say. I'm not the one who makes, seems like a makes my argument stronger. Uh, the more you try to strike me down, the stronger I will become. You know what? You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to remember to beep that. <laughs> what time? What's maybe the, the kids time? get a surprise. Thirty six. You want to roll it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, okay. So hey, the problem with RoboCop. Okay. The problem with the remake of RoboCop. Give me a patch, Bill. The original one had funny moments. Uh -huh. This one never once did, did the uh, did the big giant uh, full full on robot go. You now have ten seconds to comply. You now have five really? seconds to comply. They never pulled that gag in this new version of the movie. That's too bad. It didn't they look did, like it. Did, it looked like they were going for a serious. Well, they, they also they, Robocop. They did not have red in this movie. 
Red from that 70s show. He was not in this movie. That is a huge problem. Um, but uh, but this dang RoboCop, they took it way too seriously. Yeah, they took it way too seriously. There's Michael Keaton wasn't funny. Uh, Michael Keaton wasn't Mr. trying to be funny, unfortunately. Yeah, Snakes never once. Plane. Michael Keaton never once said, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." He never did that. Nor did Snakes Regis Philbin go, "What's this? What's that? I'm out of control." You never got that in this movie. Regis Philbin was in it. No. Oh. Just He's just it. saying, Brad. Aren't you listening? Hmm? Your eyes are freaking me out, man. Yeah. I'm so sad. Oh, jeez. Like oh. Grand Admiral Thrawn over there. It's like he's gone past pink eyes straight to like dark, deep purple eye. Man. It's a drag, man. Uh, you know what? If you live with these beasts uh, for long enough, you'll get over it. Trust me. I can tell you. I'll get uh, past it. But they, uh, it, th- they play the movie. It's not heavy, heavy, but they do play it pretty heavy. Um, uh, he's actually he's actually blown up, um, you know, and uh, I mean it's it's supposed to be kind of sweet because the wife and the kid will not give up on him, and uh, but they just the way the plot progresses, he starts out being basically him um, in this suit, and they show that this one scene that that uh, Sage Ugh. Sage just goes, oh, daddy, that's gross. I can't even look at that. Mm. They show what he actually is, and it's worse than like Cyborg from Teen Titans. He's nothing but it's his face. Uh, the top of his the top of his head is acrylic, so you can see his brain pulsing, and his uh, spinal column extends just far enough down to attach the lungs to it. And so it's, he's literally nothing but a face and a skull and a pair of lungs, and that is That's it. all that's, that's left of this it. guy? And they, they spend two different scenes in this movie showing it fairly graphically. Um, how little, and, and even he is, uh, even the character uh, is, is so revolted by his own appearance, or whatever you want to call it, he says, I don't ever want to see this again. Hmm. Put me in the suit. I don't ever want to see this again. I, I can't take seeing myself like this, which I totally get. But, um, but they just... You know, they got an actor who was competent, this Joel Kinnaman. You know, he's competent, but there's nothing special about him. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have quirks or, you know, it is kind of they could they could have gotten, you know, Taylor Kitsch or Keanu. He's kind of Keanu Reevesy, Taylor Kitschy, and that you know, he's got basically one speed. You know, he's he's not he's not quirky like uh like Brad Pitt might be. You know, he he's not he's not looking for a, a a real original characterization. He's just kind of line reads his way through the movie. And it's just, it's just, there's nothing special about it. Um, I just, I don't like it. Uh, Gary Oldman uh, was uh, underused in this movie and uh, just way too many things play out by the numbers. There's, there's not many surprises in it. And it kind of bums me out that he starts out basically being him in the suit. And two or three times during the movie, they have to turn his personality down because you know this whole thing. You know, like Verhoeven was doing back then. You know, this is a this is a meditation on on you know what humanity, you know, what civilization will accept, and and you know what's okay in today's society. And you know, they had to basically they had to give the appearance of uh, a human conscience at the base of this mechanical you know badass, and uh, because he really was. But they realized quickly that. 
Well, his reaction time was still slower than a pure robot. Are you waiting for me to finish? No, I just okay. I, I suddenly remembered that that clip that Brad played from yeah. Happy Gilmore, and it just made me laugh. Nice. <laughs> All right. Because okay. I want someone to because I want someone to say that so I can have that retort. <laughs> nice. Okay. One last point. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, you want to talk about phoning it in? I, I really I couldn't take it, uh, and it was. He was plenty animated. The problem was it was it was the Samuel L. Jackson from the Capital One commercials. Huh. He's yelling. He's supposed to be I don't know. He's kind of a futuristic O'Reilly or something. He's uh he's like a conservative pundit who's got real hot opinions and you know he'll sit there and basically preach to the audience during his show. You know that that's kind of he's trying to whip up you know public sentiment. You know whip up a furor get everybody you know just just lathered up and you know angry about things and that's that's his whole gig and it's just i i didn't like that 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 storytelling artifice from the beginning that's how they start the movie out that, that's how you basically find out about the world you're living in he he's kind of the exposition giver if you will okay and mm-hmm. so a few times during the movie they cut back to his character doing his tv show and he's telling you how you know you know, the, hey, the United States isn't ready for, you know, robots to, you know, be in charge of them. And, you know, a lot of the movie was trying to say, you know, hey, you know, if you give up your life to machines, you know, if you give up your security to machines, then, you know, you're, you're at the mercy of those machines. And this is a theme that we've heard a billion times before, and it was okay. Okay. So, I forgot it's yeah, not. What else? It's not your turn. It's Bill's because of what happened last week. What you're, happened last uh, week? The next time. Uh, yeah, what happened last week? Well, let me read a tweet from John Davis. He says, he tweeted me, Bill, and Half Hour Wasted. He says, not happy with the full fake out. Oh. Otherwise, it was a fun episode. Hashtag HHW369. So if you're listening last week, Bill went on this long oh, description of wonderful. the foals. Mm-hmm. And this live version of a song, how it was better than the studio version. Yeah. And then. I absolutely did. I waited mm. and I waited and I waited. <laughs> and he waited a little more and he For kept the song waiting. to be delivered to me yes. so I could edit it in. Yes. And then about 1130 Sunday night, Bill says, hey, I'll send it to you momentarily. Never showed up. Yep. Got distracted. So the next morning. Again. I put on. Uh, attacked on a VeggieTales song. It's called <laughs> Cheeseburger, His Cheeseburger. I like to call it the Cheeseburger Love Song because it's, mm-hmm. it's a tale about this guy who's really hungry and he's waiting in line for a cheeseburger, but the drive-thru won't open yet, but he sees a billboard for Denny's, bacon and eggs, uh, half price. So he goes there and he tells the cheeseburger, hey, I'll be back for lunch. I'll come get you after lunch, uh, but I'm really hungry. <laughs> so anyway, sorry about that, but the reason I played that is because I didn't have the song that Bill wanted to play. How so, about we play live right now, kids? <clears throat> so we're going to play that now, and then your next week yours is... Okay, that sounds good. Yours is... Uh, you're up next. My turn. So you've been listening to A Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 972 972- 798-3830. And until next week, Bill! Am I potted up? Yeah. Bring it, homie. All right. So um, I think I uh, gave the big spiel last week, so I'm just going to let uh, 
In the words of uh, Steven Tyler, I'm going to let the music do the talking here. Who is it? This is Foles. This is the song we promised last week. What's it called? I'm delivering on it. Uh, I'm delivering on it. This is called My Number by the Foles. Live from BBC's radio. I'm not on that anymore.